Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the podcast Coffee with Mike and Julie, Libertarians Talk Psychology. This is current commentary from an MBA businessman and a PhD psychologist. I want to talk about what looks like the upcoming serious recession in our country. Yeah. And now, with this inflation. Yeah. I mean, people are stymied and shocked by this degree of inflation. And I admit, I'm not an economist. I do not completely understand all the ins and outs and the predictors of economics. But it, but one thing's clear to me: almost nobody else understands it either, including our leaders and our Federal Reserve. If they do understand it, they are operating off non-economic principles yeah. with what they do. They're working on political See, principles. Seat of the pants politics. Uh-huh. So even if some of these highbrow people really do understand the economy, they're not. Their actions don't reflect that. Their actions reflect going along with the system, going along with what the public can put up with, going being along with what the, politicians Being want. the problem, being part of the problem. I mean, this $740 billion bill they passed, the reduction. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's, that's like... Inflation Reduction Act. It's like, what a joke. Well, it's like, do you think I'm an idiot? <laughs> I mean, the fact that they do things constantly that suggests that they're not talking to people like you and and me because it's so absurd what they're doing right in our face yeah right in our face they're doing absurd things so i want to start with a joke okay <laughs> this is an economist i remember there i remember there are a lot of good jokes about economists being you know well not I, helpful i have three of them but the one i want to lead with is two economists are sitting on a bench one says to the other do you understand the economy? The other economist says, let me explain. I'm an economist. It starts with, and the first economist says, interrupts and says, oh, no, I understand. I'm, I'm an economist, too. We can both explain the economy. Do you understand it? And that is... Is that the end of the joke? That's the end of the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. But that is the point of all this economics stuff is people are explain, 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 and they talk about numbers and that they make predictions and these predictions are Don't are come. just out of the blue. No one no one can consistently predict anything. The uh, one thing one thing in making and I'll I'll get around to this a little later, one thing I realized with financial advisors these financial advisors, everyone felt like you had to have a financial advisor. We, as a, as a company, there's 
uh, when know, you were running your company running signal we felt like we had to protect ourselves and and give our employees a chance to have a financial advisor and these people don't know what they're talking about <laughs> and, and it finally dawned on me if if someone could do what they say they can do if they could reliably beat the marketplace yeah. every year they'd be running one of these index mutual funds they wouldn't be advising me they wouldn't for, be for taking my and piddling money yeah. and advising me on how to invest my money they'd be investing for one of these index mutual funds because those people can hardly ever beat the general marketplace well and you knew this i can't remember what year it was but it was decades ago that you figured out that that was all a bunch of bs and yeah. that the best thing was the indexed mutual fund. I mean, I, I this had to be this had to be in the nineties oh, yeah, or even was, earlier than that. Decades ago now. Oh. And and they were all pitching. You know, all the big dogs were pitching. Let me direct your funds and all that. And you knew immediately from the statistics that it was just ridiculous that the market forces can be captured in a market-adjusted mutual fund. Well, the what I read was a book, A Random Walk Down Wall Street. I've forgotten the, I, I'm pretty close to the title. I've forgotten the author. And then Vanguard, the guy that was ran Vanguard, uh, they got all into index mutual funds and it start, they advertised we can at least match the marketplace yeah. with index mutual Which funds. Which is better than and losing. We can, we can be... 50%. Three quarters of the professional investors. And the whole point was, yeah, you can find there are people who are talented enough to beat the marketplace pretty consistently. But in order, once you pay that person for their advice, then you have diminished your return and you're no better off than if you had just yeah. invested in an index mutual yeah. fund. Yeah, and all that became to, came to light like in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Well, I remember when the mutual funds came up, you know, that was clear that there was, there's Peter Lynch with Magellan. Peter Lynch. And my mom was into Magellan. She said, buy Magellan. Peter Lynch was one of the good ones. Yeah, he, he and he, you know how he, uh, apparently, I, I don't know this for a fact, this is what my mother told me. He went out and talked to housewives. <laughs> he went out. He went out one. to Walmart and Kmart. I don't know if they had them that then, you know, and looked at what people were buying. And oh, I see. He did shoe leather investigations about what was going to be, you know, the trending. Mm -hmm. So he did his he did his homework, and he, of course he had intuitive insight into it too. But the point you're making is that these economists. Uh, don't know diddly squat and here's here's why we found out why when daniel kahneman got the nobel prize for economics and he's a psychologist yeah you know he he <laughs> which you psychologists all always resent if the psychologist if the psychologist knew know anything about him which i found out yeah i tried to get him in to talk and course he was too popular to talk to a state at that time but they don't realize you know that we're that the social psychologists are into the economics but he, here's the bottom line with Kahneman it's human behavior that's so prof profoundly mysterious yeah and he uncovered several traits in human behavior 
that went totally against the theory of rational man. You know that, and economists keep wanting men to men and women and people to be rational, and they're and they're not rational. Yeah. They're sometimes rational, but most of the times they're not rational. They're not logical. Well, the reason I wanted to talk about the economy today is that I am afraid that we've really gone off the rail. I mean, in the past, my, well. my index mutual fund strategy seemed like an adequate way of not only beating the marketplace, but you know, you could increase your wealth pretty consistently. Mm -hmm. And that seemed to be true. With this economics that we're doing now and the, our political leaders just doubling down on, you know, we have our, what is it, the Inflation Reduction Act where they, it's a spending bill of all Spend, things. The very spin. thing that increases inflation is more spending. Yeah, the 180 degree backwards logic that the leaders are using, the leaders are, are horrible. And and the idea that well let's not worry let's just spend as much as we can because the Federal Reserve would take care of it, the Federal Reserve they're scrambling around trying to keep politicians happy and, and I don't keep even the public understand happy. Who they are? I've listened to a couple of YouTube's on Federal. Yeah, I think you should do a podcast on the Federal Reserve. I should because this is like a magical oracle that's you go. It's in a secret room. People. People don't know, it's kind of like the skull on Indiana Jones, the secret skull in the back room that is an oracle. No, the, the, I don't know who those people are. I don't know what they're doing. The fact that it's so secret and non-transparent says to me there's nothing but corruption. What's, what's the joke? I don't know if they're ignorant or... That's a totally different joke. Oh, okay. That jo that joke is well, the, that, that joke is worth repeating. I've repeated it before. Ignorant That's a great or... joke. And the coach comes to the high school player, and and he's you know he's the high school player is doing terribly and says, "Are you ignorant or just apathetic?" And the and the kid says, "I don't know and I don't care." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Somehow that applies to this conversation. You know, it, it, it's, it applies to our leadership. Yeah. Well, you can ask our leadership, are you ignorant or are you just apathetic? And they say to us, we don't know and we don't care. Right. And the well, fact, their actions say that. On the fact that we have our first disruptor entrepreneur president in 40 years or 30 years, oh, the, first the first person that actually can get something done. Oh, and well, okay. and they and they come out and the system the swamp attacks him, and they're attacking him right now. They're I mean, it's if it weren't so pathetic and tragic, it would be uh, it would be a great Shakespearean comedy. Well, you give him credit for getting stuff done. He did. I'll put it this way: the true comparison is comparing him to past presidents. He's great compared to past presidents. They. Well, they I were know, worse he, than he, he was. He was. He but was. to claim that he was so effective and so good. Well, I no, he a was a start. Time. He was a start. We're off track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get back way to the off track. But, but he. But let me just complete my argument. He was a start at disrupting the deep state, which is totally off track. Yeah. Well, I and of course that's totally we, off track. We had great appreciation. Ninety-nine percent off track. We had great appreciation for his contribution in that area, exposing 
and fighting the deep state. Yeah, I wouldn't have known all this if the deep if the if the swamp monsters weren't after him. I wouldn't know the swamp monsters are there. I might think they are there after local after local reporting on things, but I wouldn't be sure. I am absolutely positively sure the deep the monsters the the swamp monsters are all over the place. So let me get back to yeah, sorry. the session talk. Sorry for that divergence. So the only thing that seems clear to me is that when there's enough dialogue and the question is, will there be a crash? Then there does seem to be a pretty good bit of agreement that there will be a crash. And we have that now. And, and I'm afraid of the magnitude of the crash because of the magnitude of our leadership, the way they have done the exact opposite of avoiding a crash. They seem to be just racing faster and faster toward a crash. So that, that scares me, and I don't know how bad a crash can be. I, I looked at some of the crashes from the past. You know, I can't remember. But I think the Great Recession was a 50% reduction, which, which we could take it if it's a 50% reduction in our wealth. And we retired people, we're the ones that are scared of these crashes. Uh, people that are working, they they come back to the workplace after the recession and they get fairly compensated for what they do. But for those of us who depend on our saved, you know, our wealth that we've set aside, these... It's like if a, if a retiree has $300,000 in uh, savings, right. that would cut it to 150 and yeah. then they, you know... So a percentage across the board, but you still have, then you'd still have more and more people who have like 100,000 in savings and they would be cut to 50. And you're starting cutting those people and then you, you turn them into people in poverty. Right. You know, you turn a bulk of people into people, especially retired people who can't go get a new job and earn more, have more income coming in. Uh, so yeah, and then those people go, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On government, government assistance more. But we have government assistance for retirees. We have meta, We have Social Security and Medicare. I mean, so I don't know. I think that, I think you're right. There's a crash coming or could be consi considered a correction. Uh, people are talking about the stock market this week, and I say, good, a little correction is good. You know, a thousand point or two thousand point correction is better than a ten thousand point correction. So I have a few guys that I listen to that are knowledgeable about the economy and economics. I'm going to go ahead and mention Bob Murphy is an economist, and he's a libertarian economist. Peter Schiff is a talks economic matters and he explains things real well even though he's a doom and gloom kind of guy. Bob Murphy says in, in the next 10 years that we have a serious 
readjustment of our economy within Holy the next God. 10 years. Peter okay. Schiff, he's saying it's going to happen almost any day. And then Tom Woods interviewed a guy, says that we're going to have a major adjustment in the next year. So the, these guys, the, the point, one point is, there's no, people have no idea when these adjustments are going to happen. They're because uh, they're psychological adjustments. They, they, the, they, you know, there's the, the psychology of all this is really impo an important factor. And the competence of the leadership is really an important. These are factors economists don't understand because really probably nobody understands them. But there's a tipping point in the optimism that's going to that's going to come. I mean, this this inflation is going to cause at some point in time people to really draw in their their belts. And it's it's got to be happening now. And then when people think drawing in my belt isn't enough, that that's when the optimism drops. So let me go back to to these different and recessions. And then there are factors that are hidden. There are all kinds of, there's, I'm not naive anymore as I used to be. There are all kinds of hidden factors going on that we don't know about. Well, the Great Depression wasn't as bad as I thought. They're saying the, the Great Depression was a 25% reduction in the economy. We're easily in line for that. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Well, we've, had, we've had a good number of recessions since then in the 10% range. COVID, they're saying that's a 15% recession in 2020. Thing I well, think, of course, it's, it's happening right now. So that's the thing I think is with this terrible leadership we've got, that right on top of COVID, now we have inflation. And p partly it's, you know, all related. But for them to pass that bill right in the middle of a, an attempt to recover, from COVID. I mean, the system is attempting to recover from COVID. You can't find anybody to do anything at any price. You know, to get a little bitty roof problem at my Justice Street address in Baton Rouge for like a little bitty roof problem, a leak in the roof cost $1,800. And you said, just to get somebody out there, it's going to cost that much. Yes. I mean, that should probably be five to $700. So, so Things are double. Many things that people have to have are double. So I don't know exactly what that does. And, and it's, it's going to have a different impact on different segments of the population. Well, the way Peter Schiff describes it is that the growing interest rate that the, that the Fed, you know, they have some control over this. They don't allow the free, the free market to control this. They control the the interest, interest rate, rate. They, they team up with the banks and and according to free market economists they they create the bubbles that recession really the recession the, the recession is the adjustment to the bubble that, that the fed created creates because but they that, keep tinkering uh, with the interest rate but that Paul Volcker during the Reagan administration increased the fed rate to be greater than the going interest rate, that that's how you make the correction. That the, I, mean, I wish I could describe that better, and I'm sorry that I can't. But that the current Fed is just barely increasing the, the rate, 
and not even coming close to the rate that they would need to increase it in order for there to be a true adjustment in the marketplace. They're only increasing it until the point that the public objects and the politicians object, and then they, they back off. They back so on. he's saying it's gonna, what it's gonna create is a bigger bubble, the economy's gonna do a, an uncontrolled crash, and that's just the way it's going to be, because the Fed isn't going to try to do it, isn't going to try to adjust it, and, you know, it's going to be out of control. I want to play an excerpt from Peter Schiff and let him explain this a little better. That higher inflation just means the Fed is losing its fight, and even if it fights harder, it's still going to lose because it's not fighting hard enough because it can't. Even if we get a 100 basis point rate hike next week and the rate is up to three and a quarter percent, inflation is eight and a quarter. That's negative five percent real interest rates. In what universe can you fight inflation with negative five percent real rates? You can't. It is impossible. Think about it. The way the Federal Reserve can fight inflation by raising interest rates is by changing people's consumption and savings patterns. What the Fed wants is to discourage people from spending, reduce demand, and encourage people to save. And of course, when you have more savings, you get more capital investment, and that means you have greater supply. And so that's how higher interest rates can both reduce demand and increase supply, and that fights inflation. But if interest rates are negative 5%, you're not encouraging anybody to save. In fact, you're still punishing people to save because they're going to lose 5% of their savings every year due to inflation. And in fact, you're encouraging people to go out and borrow even more money because they could borrow money and have their debts wiped out through inflation. And so inflation is going to keep getting worse as long as the Federal Reserve is still slow to hike rates. In fact, they get further behind the curve every time they hike. They have made no headway. And I knew this was going to happen. What I don't know is when the markets are going to wake up. But ultimately, I think when the rate hikes do enough damage to the economy, because they will do that, the Fed won't succeed in killing inflation, but it will kill the economy. And that's because it's a bubble. The entire economy is based on artificially low interest rates. So my fear was, well, is the American economy going to crash? Is our, our savings going to totally disappear? I don't think so. I think the strategy of the index mutual funds, the index bond funds and all that, I think that's still a good strategy. Well, these... At least it minimizes the danger of totally losing our wealth. Well, systems, systems correct. They're cyclic. So to, to try to stop a correction, and I don't know about a crash, but you're, you're pointing out some interesting facts here that the the stock market crash of the 20s was 25 percent yeah well they made a lot out of that that must have shocked a bunch of people because a 20 a 25 percent correction right now would not surprise me at all no I've... you know and i don't have many indicators because i don't even somebody tried to sell me a um cd the other day and you get this interest rate and i said i don't shop interest anymore well you get five dollars a month you know, for a $100,000 savings account. Yeah. It's like, what's the point of that? I mean, the American public is, they're not idiots. 
Yeah. I'd rather put that same money on a business with a business executive who's very motivated to make me money rather mm -hmm. than give it to the bank that gives me like, they give you $5 a month and then they charge you $5 to send you a paper bill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's changed. You know, things have changed a lot underneath this, this system, but the system is headed toward a correction. Well, and I think there's pretty big agreement that some big thing is, is on the horizon. And, well, you're and, more optimistic than I thought when you point out that the Great Depression was a 25 percent. Yeah, I mean, we all ought to just we too. all ought to just uh, suck it up and say that just if it's it, it. a 25 percent correction would be an okay correction, yeah. and, and we'll be over that in seven years. So I would I would say the the only danger to that is that the the poor people and the criminal yeah. element in our world. Will be worse off and uh, and do more so do, do more crime. Yeah, there'll be more crime. We we might be more exposed. Um, well, we're getting that with all the South American countries and the countries emptying their jails into the United States. Yeah, well, you know that that that's a big 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 problem, which yeah. relates to the problem of complete idiocy on the part of our leadership. I yeah. mean, complete idiocy. I mean, it's not like struggling idiocy. It's not like some student that needs to study a book. These people are, by definition, idiots. Well, that might be a topic for another podcast because, <laughs> because I would like to kind of look at, well, the, all these people that want to come into our country, are we creating the problem with our drug policies where we have drugs are illegal? So... People in these other countries have these gangs that sell drugs. Sell drugs, and so we have that problem. Plus, we have wars in other countries, and people are leaving those countries and wanting to come into our country. You know, I kind of wonder what about the, about the big picture when it comes to this whole well, thing about immigration. I, but I'm, so, but I, I don't want to get another topic. I don't want to yeah. get into that. So, what about think, the other jokes? Okay, the other two jokes. <laughs> are not, the first one was relevant, believe it or not. <laughs> the first joke was relevant to my that, topic. That was a these jokes are not as relevant. Okay, so here's one, and I'm gonna end with these jokes. Well, have so, you made your point? I think so. I, I, what is your point? <laughs> my point is we have something coming. No one can predict when and how it's coming. They just can't do it with these people. If there are people who are knowledgeable enough, they're keeping, they're playing other games too and not letting us know what's really going on. But I think my personal opinion is we can weather the storm. Just grit your teeth. We can weather the storm. Be prepared to have your wealth diminished. You can't. And don't, don't freak out about it. Don't freak it. out. Don't. Don't try to sell everything in the, that you have in the stock market. I don't think that's the answer. Yeah, just, I just think ride just it out. Ride, ride out it the out. When you're going through hell, keep on going. That's right. I th and so that's my point of today's topic. So that's here a good the point. That's a good point. But we do need to get knowledgeable leadership in place because they make everything worse. Yes, they do. Okay, so the, the last two jokes, and I'll end with this. This guy says, if I had a dollar for every time someone over 40 told me my generation sucks, 
than I could afford a house in the economy they ruined. <laughs> well, that's a pretty good joke. That's a good joke. <laughs> that's a that's a clever joke. Okay, here's another. If I had a dollar for everyone who told me, then I could afford a house. <laughs> I like the twist in that. Yeah. Then there's this one. The economy is doing really bad. It's so bad that when Bill and Hillary Clinton travel, they have to share a room. <laughs> well, that's an old joke, huh? Okay. But, but I like the middle joke. Okay. I think that one is very clever. Okay, that's good. Cool. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.